Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No one does us like we do. Always go hard with this screw. Welcome to the show. Let's make moves. Broadcasting from Studio Lumo in Adelaide, it's the SCNSA Breakfast Podcast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. We were just talking about Tony Pachoni, yeah. uh, who is a journeyman. It was the journeyman edition of Quick Bix this week. Mm. Uh, he played four games for Adelaide, 58 for Hawthorne and 15 for North Melbourne. Someone just came in, across in front of us in the uh, the Lumo Energy SA studios, and, he, and he's on a skateboard, and it looked like Lance Pachoni. I've got a Lance Pachoni story. That's why I well, laughed well, or I, I lifted when you said it. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Okay, so I used to live on Sportsman's Drive in Westlake, yes. which is walking no, distance to Footy Park, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful part of South Australia. And before all the big redevelopment at Westlakes, where you guys used to train with a big couple of ovals. Yeah, so Max there were, Bashier Reserve. There three, like almost three ovals yes. on Max Bashier Reserve. So I used to go there for a kick of the footy with my old man. Um, and we were doing that one day, having a kick of the footy. And then the Crows were also training, doing laps of Max Bashir Reserve. It was splendid until... This blonde young footballer came mm-hmm. up to me and said, excuse me, mate, I'm Lance Pachoni. I'm like, okay, I don't mm-hmm. really care. Um, he asked me to climb up a tree and get a football out of the tree because Lance, while doing laps, was handballing a football to himself and he handballed it too high and it got stuck in a tree. So I had to climb up a tree and get a football out for Lance Pachoni, who made a kid, I would have been 16 at mm-hmm. the time, Child labour, didn't even say, keep the footy, I'll sign it for you. I said, thanks, mate. Kept on running laps. Mm. Four games later, out of the club. Maybe it's karma. Not sure. <laughs> What's your Tony Pachoni story? Uh, well, that, that's where the nickname Tony Pachoni came from because we, uh, every year, we had this great tradition at Adelaide. One of our uh, wonderful uh, supporters, he was a patron of our footy club, was some um, uh, Robert Gerard and his very generous wife, Faye. They used to host a big, uh, shindig at the end of every preseason at their place. I think it was at um, Out of Harbour, mm-hmm. and they had a giant boat, and we would often go out on the boat. And at the start of the day, we would all, as we were getting on the boat, Faye and Robert would welcome everyone. You'd shake hands, hi, good day, Faye and Robert, how are you? And and the new players would come up and introduce themselves. And this one day, Lance Pachoni came up and said, "Oh, good day, Lance Pachoni," and Rob said, "Oh, good day, Tony." <laughs> <laughs> and it was within earshot of everyone. And so he became Tony Pachoni after that. that. So uh, it's, Robert didn't quite hear, hear the, the, the correct name. So anyway, Tony Pachoni, then very short career with uh, Adelaide. Yep. But I, I think if I can remember correctly, his dad had a soccer heritage. I think his dad might have either. His father, Joey Pachoni. Joe Pachoni. Did he represent Australia he in the did. Socceroos? He did. He played for the Socceroos in 1978 yeah, and 1979. I can recall. He told me a story about his dad. I love the the journeyman story, and he's had a, a bit of a troubled um, off-field 
past, uh, Lance Pacioni, but what he's doing now, I've just said then, he's got an organisation called Love Me, Love You, which aims to improve and empower the lives of young people with mental health and substance abuse issues. So that's great. There you go. Um, you, maybe you, you, using some of his learnings too. So um, this is what the podcast is all about. We, we also get in a rabbit hole. That's we, it. Didn't, we didn't start with that. Just a guy going past on a skateboard to yeah. unlock that it's hole. It's better than the woman that went past this morning that was licking the screen <laughs> uh, and the window at uh, Studio Lumo at 10 to 6. Yeah, we might have to get that um, cleaned. We'll clean that. Um, we also learnt today that uh, Dante Vicentini, mm. I'm, I'm a Dante guy thanks to um, the Piers Brosnan movie uh, Dante's Dante Peak. Yeah, but when the, uh, the, the volcano erupted, not, yeah. a bad, not a bad flick. I have to say Dante now because I'm a, I'm a stickler for this stuff, right? You know, when, when. What about the accent, though? The way Tyson Gold sex said it. Uh, he don't said dare. Dante. Yeah. You and I used He's to work together, and I used to always message you when you would say Tim Membry's name wrong. <laughs> you used to say Tim Membre, or we had a, a Mexican um, fast food restaurant called Zambrero, but you would call the Zombrero. Zombrero. <laughs> I would send you the most abusive text messages, just laughing messages. Saying, and well, I just kept saying it just to, just to <laughs> rile you. Because you know I was listening. Apologies, so, Tim. Uh, <laughs> we caught up uh, with Will Hamill from the Adelaide Crows. Uh, he wears a helmet, which is great for him, but gave some really good insight into um, concussion. And also, Bickley's Believe It or Not, I loved mm. the game. I loved the game. We got a message from Rob that says, good segment. Um, it would be better with a listener trying to work out uh, Mark's um, de- deviousness. Is that a word? Devious? Yeah, that's a, that's a word. Yeah. I mean, you can call up Rob. That's the thing. If you want to be part of it, Rob mm. can call up and is, be part of it. Is that a tautology? Call up? Just You can just call. Okay. See, now we've started. I, I like it, though. I need to be held accountable. This is great. See, just call. I, just call. No, I understand. And what I'm trying to say is that when I leave my house, I leave my wife there who, who nitpicks at everything that I do. So now I've got my work wife in Mark Bickley. <laughs> so oh, well, welcome to the club. Uh, enjoy the podcast and thank you for listening. We are back on Tuesday morning. You can always send us a text or get involved on social media. We appreciate it. We're having a stack of fun. SENSA, here's the podcast. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Good morning to you, Thursday. Can you believe it? We are smack bang into March. Mark Bickley live in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. The weeks are going so fast. Footy's approaching. The Aussie cricket team's doing well. How are you, my friend? I'm very, very well. Weather is magnificent again. um, And, yeah, all is good. Footy on tonight. The uh, the Port Adelaide Power are going to take on the Fremantle Dockers. Uh... Full-blown dress rehearsal. They will want to perform a little bit better. Uh, Travis Bike's not playing, mm-hmm. but Zach Butters comes back in. So good news there. For we'll have a conversation with Tyson Goldsack about that. And also Will Hamill from The Crows will speak to. I'm not sure if you're all across Instagram. I know you are. You've got a picture of a lion as your Instagram because you're the king of the jungle. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was a there was vision of Will Hamill playing a piano uh, big popular song, which was big commercially. Brady Smith was filming that, so we mm. need to discuss it, but also some footy chat with him too because, um, you know, concussion has been hugely um, circulated in the media over not just the past couple of weeks, but the past few years, and it, it's almost like he's trying to get one step ahead of the game. Yeah, and, and the, the, you know, earlier this week there was the uh, class action that was announced with 30 players and, and, you know, big compensation, and a lot of people were thinking, if you look at what happens in America... It is one of the, the biggest challenges that is facing the game going forward. You know, if, you, if you're talking about a class action, you're talking about compensation, you're talking about uh, having to change the rules to make it safer. There are so many implications if 
the AFL don't get this right. So, you know, for players, and Will's had some issues with uh, multiple concussions. He's wearing headgear this year. So we'll ask him how he feels about it and, you know, discussing whether that, that headgear uh, gives him more confidence and, and makes him feel better about uh, going out there and playing. A couple of things we'll touch on briefly uh, now and then we'll get to them a little bit later on. The Australian cricket team, it's on uh, in studio Lumo right now, powered by Lumo Energy SA, having a look at the replay Incredible yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, I jumped into the car. I was going to do um, Pilates because I can't touch my toes, so I'm trying to learn how to do that. And at, at one stage, India were 5 for 45 indoor, and then Australia being 4 for 156 at stumps, which is incredible. You, when I saw that score of 5 for 45, I thought, is this wrong? Is this Australia? Because that's predictable, if so. But that's, <laughs> that's an amazing performance from the Aussies, and especially Matt Kuhneman, 5 for 16, he managed to take a FIFA and even better, Bix, his father missed the first session. So his dad flew over there to watch him play. Oh, my goodness. And then, you know what his dad did? His dad arrived for the fifth wicket. So thankfully he got a FIFA because yeah, his dad him, got to see him. He saw him hold the ball up, which yeah. was a, a great uh, result. But uh, I was similar to you. Uh, I, I jumped in the car and, uh, and just caught a bit of uh, someone talking about Oh, no, there's another one. That's eight mm. for 88. And instantly, where do you reckon my mind went? The, Us. <laughs> straight away. Yeah. Uh, so I missed the whole start of that. Could not believe it. But uh, in the end, um, good result where we are. Could have been a little bit better. You know, we were one for, for a long time. And, and then... that was Travis Head. So, again, so Trav being dismissed for nine. That was the big uh, contentious issue in selection going mm. into that first test as well. And that, again, Ravage Adeja has all four wickets for yeah. India. He's got 21 in the series. They just can't play against him. Uh, it was, it's been quite amazing. But just looking at the four wickets, um, Australia were one for 108. Then they went two for 108, three for 125, and then four for 146. They were the fall of wickets. So they were in a really strong position at one for 108. Just lost a couple of their good bats, uh, you know, late in, in the day. But in the end, a really strong position. They go out, they put another 100 on, and all of a sudden they've got a solid, solid lead. All right, let's find out what's cooking. Thank you very much to our good mates at Nippies. You can quench your thirst <laughs> with nippies. Is this you, did you pump that up there? No, I played the wrong thing, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what, is, what is going on? It's not quite the, uh, the fat crackling on the pan that no. we normally have. Okay, so two things I needed to quickly bring to your attention. Mm. First of all, um, I messaged you yesterday straight after I went for a run because mm. I thought I did my calf and yep. I went to test it out yesterday and I was really happy that it's fine. I managed to get through the run. Yeah, I've seen something that I needed your advice on because okay. I don't know if this is legitimate or I was so fatigued I was seeing things. Mm. So I normally run along the pathway between um, Bower Road Yes. and Semaphore Road in the western suburbs. Yes. So otherwise known as God's Country Semaphore. So you go down there, it's just a beautiful part of South Australia. So. I was there last weekend. You were, and it's amazing you got out of there. Well, well, if you like your hair blown off, it's very windy, but it's a beautiful part of Not the Not a world. problem for me. Thanks for the ball joke. <laughs> so I went for the run, and I was really, really happy. I got through. As we spoke about a little while ago, I like to do um, some 1K intervals. Mm -hmm. I saw your, t your splits. You yeah. sent them to me. You should be proud of I was, them. I was going okay. Good numbers. But this is what I saw, Mark Bickley. Okay. Coming towards me were three women, each with a pram. Mm. The thing that blew my mind mm. was that they were triplets. So triplets walking towards me, mm. each with a pram. Is there another leg to this? 
No. Oh, I thought but they, I, they had triplets and they had... Well, I don't. Three in each. I imagine that they got <laughs> But I've, is this a bizarre thing? You've got three triplets, well, obviously, but then all each with a baby. How could they all do this at the same time? Now, I didn't get a close look at the kids because that would have been weird if I said, mm. oh, I can have a look at your kids. Mm. But... Um, for them to all have kids that I'm assuming roughly around the same age and they are triplets, am I overthinking this? Well, I think so. Like, if let's say they're in their mid-20s, mm-hmm. they may all have partners and mm-hmm. husbands or or uh, significant others. Mm-hmm. So they might all be in that sort of that sort of way, the motherly way. It's bizarre. I think it's bizarre. And I wanted to know how, as well. How do you know they were triplets? Well, either that or the, they were the closest-looking sisters that I have ever seen. Oh, okay. So you didn't confirm it. Look, I'll be honest. I didn't stop mid-run and say, <laughs> can you show me your identification well, well, so I, I can I see your date of birth? you're taking a leap of, of... You've connected a few dots there, haven't you? Yeah, but that's what I'm supposed to do okay. because I was, I was mid-run right. and I'm like, this could be brilliant. This could be incredible. Well, How it, amazing for the grandparents. It makes it easy, doesn't it? Yes. Or hard. They've got three little ones all at the oh, one yeah, time. that's yeah. true. Anyway... <laughs> But um, was it the start of the run or the end of the run? No, it was towards the end. So that's why I think I was getting a little bit fatigued. Decision making gets... uh, You start thinking about the music so you can take (laughs) your mind off how much you're hurting. And and when you're wearing the noise-cancelling headphones, you can't hear how loud you're breathing and the noises that you're Mm. making. So So what what I would say, there would be, uh, amongst our vast array of listeners, Mm. there would be someone that lives around Semaphore that may know... If they are, in fact, triplets. Or they might be listening right now, being up feeding, because they've got young kids. Probably. Maybe big sports fans. Obviously, they're fitness fanatics. Yes. They're out running with their smaller children. All right. Well, let us know if you are the triplets listening. Zero four two seven one one five four one double six. Next time when you're running and you see them again, because you, you live in that area, they mm. li- obviously live in that area, you'll, you'll cross paths again. You'll just have to go up and do that awkward, excuse me. Yeah. Can you... Um, Show some ID. So solve a, a little <laughs> bet that we have. A friend of mine and I, we've been discussing whether you are triplets or whether you're just three sisters <laughs> or whether you're just three <laughs> random people that look marginally the same. And you've got... There might be no this, relation. This um, malnourished, bald guy coming up to you heavily breathing in semaphores. Excuse me, ladies. Did, I mean, that's a common thing. A shirt on, did you have a shirt on? I did yesterday. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I've seen pictures of you without your shirt on. And what are your thoughts? No, it's impressive. But, <laughs> but I wouldn't be approaching, you know, I members know. of the opposite sex and uh, cold sort of cold calling and asking, oh, can, okay. I, can I ask her if your sister's or not? Well, we're supposed to be brothers and work together through this, and we are doing that. So thank you. We are here thanks to Ty Power. Best buyers on Big Brand Style now on. Next, we are going to play for you uh, a couple more songs that define 2023. We've got to talk about the Adelaide Crows AGM and season launch last yes. night. Mm. Um, and also, there's a chance I could be arrested before 6.30. And it's important that I'll share that when Jace comes in here oh. because I've, you would have seen um, someone walk past Studio Lumo just before. I thought they were the authorities and I'm nervous because I've been up since 3 o'clock this morning, Biggs. Why? And I'm going to tell you next, okay? Um, I, I covet my sleep and yet every time I'm here, you look like you've been here for hours. And now I have been here for hours this morning. It. There's been strategy because I'm in a little bit of trouble. Um, let us know you're what you're run. up to this morning. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 It's S-E-N-S-A. Good morning. Tyre Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tyre Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go!
16 minutes past six, going for 24 degrees today, warming up over the weekend. Our text and caller of the week, uh, you will win a Cricket Stump Esky filled with Nippy's ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. That would be a perfect start to your weekend. Bix, we got a text coming through early today. Yeah, um, this one is from Alan from Albert and says, hmm, three triplets. Is that nine women with prams? That is weird. Uh, no, it's, it's a tautology, I think, is what Alan is saying. What's a tautology? It means you, you say, something, say something twice, like a, a set of, a pair of twins. Oh. So the pair. See, this is, this is what I love about you. We're learning as well as entertaining the listeners of so Adelaide. it's just triplets. It's okay. not three triplets. All right, well, there's no need to get angry about it. I mean, far <laughs> oh, out. Let's get Jason. I'm just yeah, explaining. Well, you know, Alan it's just like uh, We're on the same page, opinion, Alan. Good morning, Jace, our producer, who is going to be joining us again later on to play all of our mistakes with our... Um, that well, could be a long time. Yeah, there's a lot of them, thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Go and see Con and Lena too. I spoke to Con during the week, and he's loving the show. He's actually sending in us some um, mugs because I keep breaking them in the studio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a mug for a mug. Hey, Jace. <laughs> uh, boys, yeah, I, I've learned a lot already this morning, uh, which just, is just, fantastic. Just quickly, Jace. Yes, yes. A tautology is, is saying... The oh same God. thing twice over in different words. Generally considered to be the fault uh, of the style. Anyway, yeah, so that mean, was a... could have been an off-air chat. Where <laughs> <laughs> you go, Jason? <laughs> I was just desperately trying to work out a way to work in some sort of tautology into mm. this segment, and <laughs> it's escaped me. So let's move on and have a look at what's going to be on the Twitter uh, page today. Um, you wanted to ask a question about Ben Simmons. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so... I've had to shorten this up a touch because not only does Twitter not like long uh, questions, but they mm. don't like long answers. They give you like 25 characters to deal with um, in the uh, the answer section. So, And only four. Now, of course, this caught me out the other day because uh, Robbie Gray eh, didn't make the, uh, the grade. Now, I'll come back, I'm coming back to that later on today as well because I want to know who we should have left out or who I should have left out out of that foursome. But, I, I can tell you straight away when you, if you want yeah. to ask me. Yeah, oh, well, I do. I'm asking. Ollie Wines. Ollie Wines is the club's only Brownlow medalist. That's right, but his career is not over. What if he wins three more? He'll rocket straight to the very top. So he's still a working. How well are you going at Port Adelaide when your best players of all time, say top four, mm. doesn't include your only Brownlow medalist? Well, what I'm saying is yeah. he's, he's still a work in progress because he's only 27. I, I actually, I agree with him. I agree with him. Yeah, I agree with him too. Like Looking back at it now, but when I was putting together the, the answer, it's like, how do you leave out the club's only Brownlow well, medalist? But then you, you <laughs> ask those questions of would would – Shane Wowoden go down yeah. as one of Melbourne's greatest ever players. No, no, no disrespect not. to Shane Wowoden or Adam Cooney or players like that. Our Make very own Adam point. Cooney. Yes, I, I digress. <laughs> I've gone off track here. Ben Simmons. Yes. So his career to date has been a disappointing or B, unfairly criticised. So this has come from Brooklyn. Um, they've been reportedly thinking about shutting him down for the rest of the NBA season. And uh, he was supposed to go to the Brooklyn Nets for a fresh start. That's it. Since then, they've blown up the roster. They've said, see you later, Kevin Durant. See you later, Kyrie Irving. And Ben was coming off the bench for a while. Um, and even as recently as yesterday, mm-hmm. one of his former teammates from Philadelphia came and said, look, Ben Simmons kind of handicapped us at the beginning of last year. I wasn't going to say it, but you know what I mean. So even wow. former teammates are coming out and saying um, his influence hasn't been a positive one. So I think we look back at this now and go, um, what's his career been like? And 
fairly enough, one of our listeners said he's, he's suffered a really horrendous back injury, which he's recovering from. Mm. I, I personally believe all will be forgiven from ben, uh, ben Simmons if he puts on a Boomers jersey and plays in the World Cup. Simple as that. Put a Boomers jersey yep. on, we love you. Do it. Yep, simple as that. So it'll uh, be interesting to know our, our listeners' opinion too. Let's get their thoughts on that. That'll be the Twitter poll. Also, uh, on the back of Brisbane's announcement yesterday, are you a fan of co-captains at AFL clubs or do you prefer a single skipper? Now, Port Adelaide sort of oh, had a crack at this it, once. They? Yeah, uh, it didn't go all that well. The, the faithful didn't like it and they reverted back to um, the old tried and true of one skipper wearing the number one. Mm. Which I kind of like. So let's find out what the listeners think today. Are you a fan of co-captains or do you prefer a single skipper? Uh, that's the questions we'll be asking on the socials today. You've got some songs to play, so I'll get out of your way. Thank you, Jace. Uh, let's go into those two songs, Bix, before I kind of... I mean, it's good that I'm honest about why I'm a little bit nervous yeah, and looking out of studio. I've been uh, sitting on the edge of my, my seat. Okay, so let's play these why. songs quickly and then we can move on and I can just get this off my chest. <laughs> so um, all week we've been playing music that defines the soundtrack of your club for 2023. It's been a lot of fun just also listening to some great music, but also going, uh, what, what really resembles where your club is at? So mm. today we are at our final six, Port Adelaide, Richmond, St Kilda, Sydney, West Coast and the Western Bulldogs. So for Port Adelaide... It's this. Your time is up, my time is now, now. You can't see me, my time is now, now. It's the franchise where I'm shining now, now. This is the intro music for John Cena, the yeah. wrestler. He walks into this when he goes into the arena. Um, I think for Port Adelaide, it's pretty obvious. Their time is now. There's a, a hidden kind of message at the start of it. A lot of Port fans and external noise saying your time is up. Is that potentially indicated to Ken Hinckley if he doesn't at least make a grand final mm. this year? I think the time is now for Port Adelaide um, for a premiership, a grand final. It's that or I'm assuming the season would be deemed a failure? Uh, It's a really tough one. Um, Right now you think that because everything is, um, is looks seemingly there. You know, Ken's spoken about, this is the best list he's coached, but I still have the Geelong experience ringing in my ears where if we go back, say 18 months, Geelong out in straight sets, they'd been um, finals, uh, every year for so many years, they'd made six prelims. They'd lost five. They made one grand final and then didn't win that grand final. Everyone said, you know what? Chris Scott, he just hasn't got what mm. it takes. Um, and then they Geelong back him in. They stick with him and he wins them a flag. Be careful what you wish for. If they get to a, you know, a final series and, and let's say they bomb out in a final, like, there's no guarantee that if you get rid of the coach because he didn't make the grand final, you're going to get someone better in that's going to be able to, to get you even back to where you get to. So mm-hmm. experienced coaches don't fall off trees. And before you say, let's get rid of Ken, let's have a look around and say, well, tell me who the better coach is that's out there right now that's risk-free that's going to get us back to where we are. So that would be my advice mm-hmm. to a lot of Port fans. All right. Give us your song. We are going to wrap this one up with Richmond. Yes, I'm going to go with uh, Semisonic Closing Time. I hope you have found a friend. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. End. Good song. 
Now, I'm thinking with Revolt, Cochin, uh, Grimes, Dustin Martin, they're all on the, the downward. The big Nank. Nank. Well, Nank's going all right, but there's there's others as well who are on that sort of downward side of the mountain. They've actually scaled it three times. Uh, they've, they've recruited Taranto and Hopper, and, and they've got some other mid-range players. This is this is their last chance to cling on and, and hopefully scale that mountain again. Now, closing time, it's not the end of the show and some of the best times you have are right around the closing time of the pub, but they have to do it this year, I think, because I think we'll see the end of a couple of those absolute stars and they might have to dip again before they go back up again. And driving down Hindley Street coming into Studio Lumo today, that song would have been on trying to kick out all of the people at about <laughs> quarter past five this morning. Now, Bix, all right, it's important that I share this with you right now. Um, I'm a criminal. What have you done? And I've been here really early this morning. So I have been in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, since 4.30 this morning. 4.30. Why? <sighs> okay. So I've moved house. Yes. And... What happens when you move house is you have to pack a lot of boxes mm-hmm. and then unpack a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. We have people coming over this weekend, so I need to empty a lot of those boxes and find places to store the empty boxes. Oh, you put it in someone else's bin. No. no. I did that with my neighbour with my um, blue bin this morning. Though. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. Keep going. <laughs> welcome to the new neighbours. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, yeah. it, I was on the way to childcare to pick up my daughter, and I thought, you know what? I've got a, a ute full of... Cardboard boxes. Yep. I'm going to go to a particular area around Port Adelaide and go to the recycling bin and put them in there. Yeah. So I walked up, started unloading the ute, mm-hmm. and I had a gentleman say, excuse me, sir. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, another fan. Yeah. And uh, I was incorrect because they said. You can't put them there. You can't put them here. You can see the small sticker on the bin that says it's our business's bin. And I couldn't see the smallest sticker in the world. So I said, look, I'm really sorry, mate. No Mm, problem. I thought he was a bit rude about it. Yeah. So I gave him a little bit of attitude back and said, look, I'm just doing my bit for the environment. No problem. And I left it at that. I went to the gym and then I picked up my daughter from childcare. So this morning I went Mm. back. Oh, no. Filled it right up. Quarter past four this morning. (laughs) I thought, I will show you. Port Mall. Probably shouldn't have said the place that I went to. (laughs) So this morning, the most nervous I've been, I've left the car running and I'm unloading a whole ute load Mm. of recycling into their bin. Yeah. I'm doing the right thing by the environment. Did did you cover your number plates up or something? They've got cameras there, mate. I realised that afterwards. After I did that, I saw there are cameras everywhere and there is just this... Tall, lanky guy in a long sleeve t shirt mm. that only looks like me mm. that is dumping did, their rubbish. Did you have a hoodie on? They have the hood over the top. No, top but I had some real like, hardcore music because I thought I was a criminal. <laughs> but then, like, looking over my shoulder the whole time, too. So, I you, think, as you're driving down Port Road to come in, were you looking in your rear vision yeah, mirror? Yeah, I was so scared. Did you know what it's like you? going from the car park here? It's worse when you're in Port Adelaide at quarter past four in the morning as well. And that is my area. So, um, I'm nervous that I'm going to get arrested today. Oh, so today. here's my thing. So this is I'm just going to sort of uh, nitpick Please your sort of theory here. So you've come in early to try and hide to get away. We are on the busiest <laughs> intersection in Adelaide. We're on the corner of North Terrace and King William Street. I haven't Street. changed my clothes. <laughs> You're in the same kit. Everything is pitch black except Studio Lumo, which is lit up. So if you're a car driving past. All they can see is us. Yeah, it's like you're in the spotlight. Like, so you've really yeah. 
Maybe it, maybe that works. Maybe putting yourself somewhere so obvious they yeah. won't suspect you. Yeah, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Oh, so, yeah. and then you announce it on the radio. <laughs> We're going to take and a break. Supermarket where you did it. <laughs> I may oh, or may not be back after yeah, this. Stupidest criminal ever. <laughs> it's SENSA. Good morning. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 27 minutes to 7. Morn team for Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. We are speaking to Will Hamill from the Crows not too far away and also Tyson Goldsack from the Port Adelaide Football Club. All of your sports news is next if you want to get involved on the text line 0427 154 Your local tyre power. Save on selected Falcon passenger tyres by three get one free at tyre power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Good morning to you, 23 minutes to 7. Some big news about the Socceroos. We'll reveal that in the next 10 minutes. An announcement has just occurred. Just stick with us, Mark Bickley. You can always send us a text here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, 0427 Yeah, this one is uh, hasn't got a name on it, but it's a good one for Port Adelaide, they suggest. Would be Cakes Going the Distance. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup, but he's driving and striving and hugging the turn. We are asking for songs that define your 2023. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. I like that. Is this uh, a representative of Ken Hinckley? He's going the distance, and it said long ago, someone else left with the cup. Do you reckon that's where that's <sighs> pointed? Well, I think it's a great suggestion, and... It also gives an, an opportunity yeah, to listen cake. to Cake too, which is also <laughs> really good. Uh, you go in the running to win that amazing uh, cricket stump esky filled with Nippy's iced flavoured milks. Let's have a look at the spotlight. I think that your time is done, and I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to listen to Josh Carr. He was on SEMWA talking about the Frio trial game tonight. Of course, the team's a name. Let's have a listen to Josh. Yeah, well, we're expecting a strong team performance. That's, that's what we're going out to do. It's, as I said earlier, it's preparing for, for round one and making sure that the performance we put out tomorrow is, is not far off what, what our best will be for round one. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, you know, Frio's... Um, Frio's got a couple out, but um, I think the way that they play is um, exactly what we need going into round one. There you go. So um, the teams were named last night, so we get a bit of an insight into who sits where. So Travis spoke first and foremost, mm-hmm. not playing. He's got sore ribs, so that was a rib injury that he sustained last week. Uh, Zach Butters comes back into the side. As the squad got trimmed, uh, Dante Vicentini drops out. He's an emergency. So Tickle and uh, Lysette look to be the number one and two ruckman. Uh, Jake Passini drops out also. So he's had impressive form. The two games he's played, he's been pretty solid down back, but still just behind. Tom Cleary also uh, is an emergency as well. So you can just see pretty tight for spots in the back half. Trent McKenzie is on named on the bench, I think. So a little bit of a pecking order starting to develop there in that area of the ground and also in the ruck. He also had a press conference yesterday where Scott Lysett kept calling his phone and he didn't turn his phone off. So Josh had to stop his press conference to answer the call from Scott Lysett. You know, when you would have been part of this, when you're doing press conferences and mm. people know that it's going to disrupt you, even sometimes when I'm on the microphone, People will know that I've got my phone in my pocket, yeah. so they'll just keep on calling. Mm. Just pests. Who was the biggest pest you played with? Oh, 
Jeez, how do I narrow it down? Kim Costa probably okay. uh, is on the on the podium at least. He he's and he's still a pest right now. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> for people that know him, he turned fifty the other day. We had a great. Uh, get together with him and all his mates and his family, which was which was nice, but he probably takes the mantle. Comes, okay. Comes to mind first and foremost. Let's have a listen to what Kari said about what the club takes out of these preseason matches. Yeah, I think the first one against West Coast, that, I guess, round of games, I reckon most clubs really are, are trying things and probably more so with the number of players that they're managing, um, you know, not playing full game time. Um, and it's probably your first opportunity to, to put a, a game plan together against an opposition team that you've been working on over summer. Um, where this week um, against Freo and the, and the last game is really um, you know, preparation for round one, um, playing your best team and trying to play the, the squad that will, will play um, in round one. There you go. Just, uh, I guess, an, announcing what they're trying to get out of it. Full dress rehearsal. Both teams, I don't think, played all that well last week. No, it was scrappy for Port, yeah. So I think both of those teams would like to have a nice hit out, uh, play some good footy, so they're feeling good about themselves going into round one. Uh, the other thing on the uh, or in the spotlight, I should say, the SEN spotlight, Sam Edmund speaking yesterday a little bit about Gil McLaughlin and, uh, uh, and a discussion around whether he may stay longer than he initially planned. I know a lot of ass journos on my side of the fence have speculated for a while that Gill could stay longer again beyond the last stipulated exit date, which is round five's gather round in Adelaide in mid-April. Mm. It's now widely, I'd say widely expected, anticipated, believed, if you like, among the clubs I've spoken to that Gill stays beyond that okay. and, in fact, well into the season. Okay, let's jump in there. Why? Just way too much happening. So the... Primarily, I suppose, the federal budget is huge for Tasmania, obviously, in the pursuit of that $240 million in funding. Now, that release date for that is expected to be in early May, perhaps May 9. We sorted that out today. We had exclusive (laughs) phone call. I know. You did. And then also what the clubs believe is that the GM of football position vacated by Brad Scott won't be filled until after that CEO position and perhaps, perhaps... That role will again be streamlined. So in the wake of Steve Hawking's departure, the role was considered too big, as we know. It was essentially divided between Scott, Laura Kane, who came in from North Melbourne, overseen by Andrew Dillon, a shared portfolio, if you like. But it just sounds like there might be another restructure in there. Mm, there you go. So that's going to be interesting. And it does tend to make sense. There's a fair few loose ends that need to be tidied up. And um, why wouldn't you have someone with all that knowledge to... to Wrap it up in a nice, neat little package, put a bow on it, and hand it over to the next person to start from scratch. He's left a fair legacy, hasn't he, Gil? So it's almost like he needs to leave whenever he feels comfortable doing mm. it, but not outstays welcome. But if you think navigating through broadcast deals, through COVID, leaving, if it was after Gather Round, which is outstanding, who knows if and when it would be back mm. in South Australia. It's a, a pretty nice yeah, way to Yeah, and leave. I think the other thing is is a team in... Tasmania would be a legacy piece. If, if, if he was able to broker a deal where there's a brand new stadium with a roof that's, uh, you know, a, a plan for the next 10 years, funded primarily by the state government in Tasmania, uh, like I say, the AFL brokers a deal with a new stadium every Thursday or Friday night, there's probably going to be a Melbourne team playing Tasmania in that new stadium under a roof, pristine conditions, uh, giving that new franchise a bit of a leg up in terms of sponsorship getting the some of the big marquee games and having lots of eyeballs from melbourne sort of watching those marquee games i think that's um that's what he'd be hoping for to put it on a firm footing so that um, tassie could have some success and that won't happen initially but let's say 10 years down the track gill could look on and and say you know what i had a fair um 
role in creating something that's gone on to be successful. We are here thanks to Tyre Power. Selected Falcon Tires at 25% off. You can send us a text 0427154166. I should say, albeit uh, drag kicking and screaming to it. <laughs> Correct. A lot, a lot of lobbying, intense lobbying from a number of people, and they've been able to finally uh, get Gil to the table, and, and he's done what he's done. So it's not like it's been his baby and he's driven it the whole way. Mm-hmm. But he's certainly going to, looks like he's going to make it happen. And he has sent us a text. It's a Treaders Ollie kind of day. 16 more sleeps to go. Costa says if Port lose today, Ken Hinckley's in trouble. Now, Mark, <laughs> we're going to go to a sports update in a moment. Here's my question for you. Just yes. a little bit of a teaser. <clears throat> Bode, Symes, Frampton. Mm-hmm. What do these players have in common? Played for both Adelaide and Port. There's been another defector which could make waves across South Australia mm-hmm. and it's part of the AFLW competition. We're going to tell you who that is and also update you on the rest of the world of sport next on SENSA. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Good morning to you at 10 minutes to 7. We are live in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. If you want to get involved in the show, 0427 154 166. That's our text line if you're listening on 1629. Um, you also can listen on the app, which has everything you need. You can listen to every SEN show and you can get in touch with us directly too as we get into our sports updates. The SENSA Breakfast Sports Update. Okay, Australia has a stranglehold on the third test against India after a brilliant day one with both bat and ball by the undersea Aussies. Uh, Steve Smith's men went to stumps on day one, leading by 47 runs with six first innings wickets in hand after a brilliant bowling performance skittled the host for just 109 runs. Second gamer Matthew Kuhneman snared career-best first-class figures, that's not bad, doing it at test match level, of five for 16 to lead an extraordinary route of the home side. Uzi Kawaja then got to work with the bat. The opener's commanding 60 from 147 balls was nearly triple the highest score managed by any Indian batsman on day one. Australia was four for 156 at stumps with Peter Hanscom, seven not out, and Cam Green, six not out, the unbeaten duo. Now on that, Jared, I love it when India gets skittled by spinners on day one of the test. That might be the only way they start to do a better job with the pitches over there. It's 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 quite amazing. 14 wickets on day one of a test. Let's have a listen to Matt Kuhneman taking his fifth wicket. Then I want to ask you a question to see if we are on the same page when it comes to day two. Kuhneman bowls and Yumesh hit on the pad straight on. Yep. Matthew Kuhneman claims a five-wicket bag for the first time in test cricket. He may review it. There'll be no point. That was going straight on with the arm. Bowling to a plan. Kuhneman outstanding. India Nine for 108. Okay, so Mark Bickley at one stage, India five for 45. As mm. we said, Matt Kuhneman, uh, Kuhneman five for 16. Four for 156 Australia is at the moment. Mm. Past form has suggested we forget everything that happened yesterday because day two is when we have our collapse and when okay. we get into trouble. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I hope we, we should be able to add another 100 runs. Should now, is a very big word. <laughs> the most likely outcome is we'll probably get somewhere close to 200. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. We're still okay. Still a, a 100 run lead in a what is a low scoring test, but but by no means does it put us out of the woods. If we were to get to say 300 and have a 200 run lead, now yep. that would be a commanding position. Oh, I reckon in. we close down King William and just have a ticker tape parade. <laughs> it would be fantastic. You can listen to that live coverage on SEN today. That also means that Kimbo and the Roots are on a little bit earlier too. Yes, let's talk some footy news now. Um, Bit of admin stuff happening. Chris Fagan has been given a two-year contract extension at the Brisbane Lions in a show of faith as he awaits the outcome of an investigation into historical racism claims. Now, Fagan, who turns 62 this year, will extend his time in charge of the Lions to at least eight years with his deal. The club extended until the end of the 2027 season. Brisbane chairman Andrew Wellington said Fagan had been key to the Lions' resurgence, the club having made two prelim finals in the past three years. It was a big day for the Lions yesterday. They also announced Harris, Andrew and Lockie Neal will co-captain the Brisbane Lions in 2023 with Hugh McCluggage named as vice-captain. The pair take the reins from outgoing skipper Dane Zorko, who had captained the Lions since 2018. So Chris Fagan there, uh, he has done a brilliant job. This is what I like about Chris Fagan. When the um, pandemic hit and there were a lot of cuts to football departments and coaching departments and coaching budgets... Chris Fagan went into bat for all his assistant coaches and he was offered yeah. a contract extension and he took it on the proviso that every other coach got an extension as well. Everyone that was there, we're all in this together and they re-signed every coach at the same time. That, to me, says a lot about Chris Fagan. says a lot about the competition too where over the past few years there's been suggestions that it's been almost a little bit ageist when we, we speak of AFL coaches mm-hmm. to see um, Chris still get that contract extension until yep. 2027 who's turning 62 it's a it's a good thing we saw all of the coaches in the NFL a lot of them um had never even played football at the highest mm. level before getting the opportunity to coach so it's good and I think what it does show is there's more than one way to skin a cat now Chris I suspect manages the coaches he yeah. he uh, uh may not do all the tactical and technical stuff but what he does he manages the coaches to make sure they get the message through to the players and then he obviously oversees the whole lot let's talk about Sydney now their coach John Longmire has told fans they will have to be patient with Lance Franklin who he says will take some time to build into the AFL season Franklin struggled for impact when he came on in the second half of the Swans 45 point loss to Brisbane that was in their first practice match last Friday and Longmire said it'll be a few weeks before the 36 year old reached full power after he was managed cautiously through the preseason. Longmire said the Swan side was continuing to evolve in the wake of its humiliating 81-point defeat to Geelong in the grand final, but the loss was no reason to swing the axe on established players. Now, this is going to be a really interesting case study. We've seen some clubs who were belted on the big stage Really struggle to get back there. Let's go back to Port Adelaide in 2007. Five years without playing finals. I mean, you that. could have said Adelaide first. Well, no. I'm, I'm chronologically working Okay. Oh, I just didn't think that was fair. Then we get to... Uh, uh, well, let's go straight to Adelaide in 2017. Fremantle had a bit of a, a hiccup yes, after did. they lost, and then they went down the bottom again. Uh, Adelaide in 2017, still haven't made it back. That's five years. And GWS is the other one. 2019 oh, yeah. got absolutely smoked, and they're now battling. So... It does, it, or it can hang heavy over your head if you do suffer a, a big loss on grand final day. So we'll watch Sydney very closely. And, of course, Sydney will uh, feature in our uh, songs. They will. We'll play some more very soon. soon. Uh, we did mention uh, a big cross-town rival making the change, adding to 
A big list of players, Bix, who have played for both Adelaide and Port Adelaide. I said the names, Bode, Symes, Frampton. Who have we got who's uh, made the decision to change the colours of their Guernsey? Well, before we do that, we got a text on the uh, the text line, 0427154166, and said uh, there are three other players that you omitted. Ian Downsborough, David Brown, and Brett Chalmers all played for yes. both clubs. So you got halfway there in terms of the numbers. But there is a star signing for Port Adelaide. This is under the uh, the new... Uh, ability to sign contracted players that the the AFLW have announced. Ashley Woodland, who has been the leading goal kicker for the Adelaide Football Club for the last three years, has made the move. She's uh, crossed Port Road and is now headed down to Alberton. I think that's a really good signing. She's a young player still, early on in her career. She's only 24. Proven track record, got some size, takes a mark, kicks a goal, kicked a really important goal um, in their premiership year, the year they um, they beat Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. Big mark in the first quarter, went back and converted. So that is uh, another little brick in the wall for what Port Adelaide are doing. They've gone really hard with some of the best young talent. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be the challenge now for both South Australian AFLW teams. The, the, the young talent in South Australia is, you know, because you can generally just draft locally, there's been a lot of talent that's been pulled out of the Sanford W over the last couple of years. And, and so uh, it's quite young now. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can unearth some good players in the draft. But someone at 24 years of age, Ashley Woodland, her best footy is still ahead of her. And she's a, a really good signing for Port Adelaide. Just uh, turning our attention to the world game quickly. An announcement this morning. So this has only happened over the past 60 minutes. The Socceroos are coming home for their first couple of matches since the FIFA World yes. Cup. So they are going to be playing against Ecuador in two matches. So Friday the 24th of March. At uh, Adelaide Oval? No, sure Combank there, Stadium in Sydney. Mm. And then Tuesday the 28th of March... Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. Who would have thought? Going to be a good opportunity to see these players, though, um, before they head over to England. They've got the friendlies against England. Of course, the women to do the same thing, too. So if you think about from an Adelaide point of view, um, Craig Goodwin. pending fitness, Craig Goodwin will get over there. Perhaps it's an opportunity for Joe Gauchi to get into the squad. We don't know that, but okay. um, that should be brilliant. So to, to fair, uh, welcome them home. I think what we'll see, we'll see enormous crowds. You think if we can somehow capture that spirit that was around in the World Cup when we did so well, and you think about Fed Square, think about places in Adelaide, that, I think at the uh, Telstra Plaza in front of Adelaide Oval, there were huge crowds who got up in the middle of the night. So when we get a chance to watch them in person, I think the enormous crowds are going to turn out. And this, this sort of uh, momentum is building for the Socceroos. There's no doubt. I agree with you. I think that Sydney, brilliant venue to watch football, Combank Stadium. Marvel, not a brilliant venue to oh, watch football. Um, Where would have you played it? I think they're expecting what you said, Bix, more people to turn up. So they're not playing at Amy Park because of that, mm. because of capacity. Yep. But Adelaide Oval, as much as I love it, not a good venue to watch football. No. Um, Cooper Stadium, Hindmarsh. If the Socceroos play here again, I would rather a packed Hindmarsh exactly. Stadium than having it a half-packed Adelaide Oval. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Briefly on Adelaide United, they're playing Melbourne City tomorrow night. I, I mentioned this off-air. I went to visit Hyundai yesterday. That should come out today through the Adelaide United um, media. I did a podcast with him yesterday. To, to have a chat to him. How is he? How he's, is he? He's mentality. I almost started crying listening to how positive he speaks. Literally what happened, the first thing that he did when he woke up from surgery was call George Blackwood. I'm not sure if you can remember. George scored a goal in that match against Melbourne City and then he hurt himself. He hurt his knee. Mm. One day called him and said, make sure he's okay. The other thing one day did was said, 
I can hear Javi Lopez crying on the pitch. He needs more attention than I do. When his leg is hanging off <laughs> exactly. his, like, his uh, upper leg. So um, his mentality is great. He's going to be at the game tomorrow night. And literally what he says in the conversation I had with him was, there are people worse off than me in life. My leg will get better. Um, and the other thing is his daughter now thinks he's Iron Man. So um, it's, it's a <laughs> look. A, the bionic man. Yeah, we, That's we, great to hear. So I'm really pleased about that. We just, need more Juan Day in our lives. And just getting back, I just had an idea while you were talking about that. We talked about uh, Amy Park. Uh, yes. And we talked about Highmarsh Stadium here. If you make it the hottest ticket in town, you play it at, a, at a, a specialized on a specialized soccer pitch where people love watching it. Do you know what they should do? They should say, the Socceroos are going to play here. It is the hottest ticket in town. But guess who gets first dibs? The Adelaide United members. Yeah, I love that. Make them feel special and, and, and make it a prize to support your local A-League soccer team. And same, Melbourne City fans, it's your stadium or and you play there. You get, And make it open to perhaps victory as well. The, the, the A-League soccer fan who supports you day in, day out, they are the ones who need to be rewarded not the people like me who jump up and down every four years wanting the, you know, the Socceroos to do well. So I, once again, we've got to find reasons to reward the members that support their team day in, day out. Yep, that's a brilliant suggestion. Uh, what are your thoughts? Let us know on the text line 0427 154 166. Callum said there are more than uh, – there's only one way to skin a cat. You said there's more than one way to skin no, a cat. you can skin a cat. No, I don't think we should talk about animal cruelty. Maybe from the front end, maybe from the stomach. (laughs) We've got to go to the news. Then we've got to come back. We're talking about big, bold statements. There was uh, one made from the Adelaide Crows last night. Their five-year plan we are going to reveal all next on SENSA. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go. Four minutes past seven on this Thursday. Good morning, live in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And Mark Bickley, the text or caller of the week, will win that Cricket Stump Esky filled with Nippy's ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. The more I say it, the uh, the more I'm hoping that one appears in the studio. So we can we need to sample the stuff that we're talking about, right? Oh, also, the Cricket Stump Esky, we can have a little hit of cricket. I'll bring the bat in. We'll put the stumps up What's there. your specialty when it comes to cricket? Well, I was uh, actually a little bit ahead of the game. Uh, back, oh, here we go. Back in the uh, the late 80s, I was a wicketkeeper opening batsman long before Adam Gilchrist. Now, I'm not saying I was at the same level as Adam Gilchrist. I'm not saying I would have carried his bags, but that's what I was doing. I was rather agricultural <laughs> in, t- in my uh, shop making, which a lot of country cricketers were. But... Uh, yeah, that's, that's where I like. What about you? Do you play cricket? Can I tell you something quickly about Radio Craft? The reason I was silent that whole time is that we were recording everything that you just said then. So there'll be a grab of you saying, yeah, I was agricultural. Um, <laughs> there'll also be a grab about me saying I was like Adam, Adam Gilchrist. And hopefully one day we will interview Adam Gilchrist and we'll then play we'll, it. we'll play it back to him. Yeah, no, I, I used to love cricket growing up. I idolised Mark War, so I had everything. So I had the V100. Well, doesn't that the, surprise me? Well, everything, the, mate. Every cricket shirt that he ever wore. I even remember those inside cricket magazines where you used to buy the merchandise from the catalogue. So I got the the coat of arms, the crest, and I put it on my cricket helmet oh, for wow. school cricket. My highest score was 13 not out. Mm. And I had the opportunity to open the batting. 
Now, this whole week I can remember, this defines my cricket career. The whole week in training, I was practicing leaving the ball. I thought mm. this is how I need to focus on that. Watching Mark War, yep. even when he changed from being... Arms. He was, as a bowler, he was a medium pacer. He went to off spin. I did the same thing. After a week, two training sessions, Tuesday, Thursday night of leaving the ball, I left the ball. First delivery on a Saturday morning, got bowl middle stump. Yep. The death rattle. It was horrible. Well, my son's going through cricket now. He's 10, 11 next week. Uh, and I'll tell you the um, the stress that comes with being a cricket dad is when you get the roster that comes out and says, you're scoring this week. Oh, no. I break out into a cold sweat. <laughs> so I scored last week. You know, on a dot ball, no ball, wide. There's a, you know, and, and when under 10s, there's a lot of no balls and wides that don't make it onto the pitch. You know, ticking the score, you know, and making sure it all adds up at the end. Then, then the way cricket's played these days, they face roughly about fourteen or fifteen balls each. So you got to record how, okay. many, how many balls each young batsman's facing, oh. and then yell out, "He's got one ball to go." <laughs> oh man, well, I went home at that twelfth. I was exhausted. So um, at least you're there, though. That's good. I like you. You're being involved, though. That's the main oh, thing. Yeah, but, I've, yeah, I feel for the people who. who um, didn't grow up with cricket and know how to score. And then so I was like, oh, can you score? Oh, that, that sounds all right. Thinking you might just count the runs, but it's quite in-depth being a, the score person. It is. Send us a text 0427 154 166. Really quickly, um, Brett says Ash Woodland, a fantastic signing for Port Adelaide. Um, Daniel says Mitch Georgiatis will be the best player to play for both SA clubs. So forecasting that Mitch is leaving the, the power. <laughs> and um, Callum talked about his love for the Boston Bruins on their way to a league record. Currently sitting on top with 47 wins and eight losses with 22 games to go. All I'll say about that, and without giving too much away, if you're a fan of Boston in the NHL, mm-hmm. you'll be very excited about the news which is going to break in Australia really soon about Boston and the NHL. Okay, well give me a little insight please. The Boston Bruins, what's a Bruin? You know, normally there's a some type of um, uh, yeah, like logo, a, a, logo or a characteristic, you know, a tiger or a, you know, the power is a lightning bolt. What's yes. A, what's a Bruin? So a Bruin is a name for a bear, especially in children's fables. So it's a bear. A big bear, the and Boston Bears. People can identify the Boston Bruins logo because mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore wore that jersey well, in the go. movie Happy Gilmore. So okay. there it's identifiable. All right, let's get into the big agenda of Thursday because there's a lot to talk about. If the button works. Agenda! <laughs> Now, Bix, you know, I thought I was going to get arrested for throwing my cardboard boxes out in someone else's bin. Yes. Now I'm going to get arrested for throwing the computer out of Studio Lumo. Okay. <laughs> it's just like anything. anything. You just you have to wait. There's a bit of patience. Just There's that one second delay there. It feels like an hour. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the agenda. Um, and Adelaide last night, uh, what they did was they had their season launch, but they also had a strategic pro. They, they re- released a list of strategic priorities, which they hope to be achieved by 2027. Now, this is not new. It was made famous, really, by Brendan Gale in 2012. He said that Richmond would have, uh, I think it was 100,000 members and win a premiership by 2017. Yes. And he was lambasted widely for that because at the time, Richmond were... 12th or 13th, they were mediocre. They, they were a powerhouse that hadn't really done anything since the, the 80s. Uh, so, but what happened was, of course, 2017, it came to fruition and everyone said, we, we need to get on that tram as well. We need to set visions and we need to work towards them. Port Adelaide did one in 2021. Uh, and now Adelaide have uh, put one out last night. So their vision for the next five years is a premiership for the AFL team, 
Sustained AFLW success highlighted by a fourth flag, a membership tally of 100,000 people, community programs accessible to 100,000 participants and relocate the entire club to its new home base by 2026. And the catch cry that that falls under is earn the pride. So uh, so there you go. And they, they've spoken about in, uh, well, Tim Silvers presented this last night and he talked about how they want to rebound off their very strong financial position. They are now in their debt-free after the pandemic, which is a fantastic effort. Uh, and also what they want to do is is um, become a football-first footy club, which I think most people would agree with and most people think should be pretty obvious. So that's, that's where their focus lies. But I wouldn't have thought that is totally unrealistic to think in the next five years that they should be aiming to win a premiership because it's been... 10 years since they're in the grand final, they've gone through this rebuild. If the rebuild is successful, it's generally a seven, eight, nine year process. So it wouldn't be unrealistic to think they should be somewhere around the mark. Let me ask you a question because a lot of the, the teams, their mantra is we exist to win premierships. So, Well, one team has that mantra. Well, everyone should exist to win premierships. Let's use Richmond as the example. Yes. So their five-year plan from 2012. Um, and I wanted your take on this. Richmond's 2012 list... So in 2012, Richmond finished 12th. Yes. Um, quite coincidental there. Mm-hmm. Uh, their leading goal kicker, Jack Revolt, kicked 65 goals in 2012. Okay, so he was already a star. Yes, he was. Um, nine players on the list went on to be a part of the 2017 Premiership team. I'm going to read out some of the, the big names of that nine that really stand out. Dustin Martin was 20, mm. Jack Revolt, 23, Trent Cotchin, 22, Basher Hawley, 23, Alex Rance, 22, Dylan Grimes, 20, and Brandon Ellis, who played in two out of their three premierships, was 18. Do you see that in the Crows of now? Hindsight's a beautiful thing. Richmond have won their three flags. It's okay. So yep. we can reflect on that in, um, in in crystal clear vision. Do you see any of that in the Crows list right now? I don't see a player who's going to get to the level of Dustin Martin. I see potential to someone to get to where Trent Cotchin is. I, I struggle to think that there'll be a player who will emulate Jack Revolt. Jack Revolt's going to, what's he got, eight, 900 goals, mm-hmm. something something crazy like that. Might even uh, Maybe not that many, but 700. Uh, Darcy Fogarty, I think people are hoping, will get somewhere close to that. Rance, when they were winning that flag in 2017, he was arguably the best player in the competition, the most attacking defender. He almost sort of revolutionised the way defence was played. He was quite amazing. Julian Grimes are both really great players. So... There's You mentioned nine players. Now, Adelaide have a good list of talented young players. So if I pick their most talented nine players in the time frame, so I've said if you, you've got to be born pretty much 1998 onwards mm-hmm. because I don't think there's going to be many players that, that were born before that, you know, who are 33, 34, who are going to survive and still be around. So I think Adelaide, here's the talented Adelaide players that I've written down. Rankin, Rochelle, Saligo, Butts is in there because he's a big key defender. Dawson still hanging on. Fogarty, Berry, Pedler. So they've got, there's a nucleus of nine players. You've then got Miller who will be older, uh, but he's been injury prone. I'm not sure at 32 whether he'll still be there. But you've got blokes like Hinge, Hamill, Jones, McHenry, Schomburg, Hakeley, Himmelberg, who'll all be in that 28, 29 range. But once again, the jury's out whether they'll be 200-game AFL players. We just haven't seen enough of them to be able to make those judgments yet. I'm taking a leap of faith on some of those other ones. There's other players like Cook and other young players we really haven't seen enough of. So it is – Have 
Could it happen? Yes, it could. But then the flip side of that, if you had have done something similar to Adelaide in, let's say, the year 2000, and you said, and we went through all the talented young players, you could have said Goodwin, Edwards, McLeod, Rashuto, um, Matt Clark, Kane Johnson, Tyson Stengler. You'd say, oh, well, there'd be a Monty to win a, mm. a premiership. But they didn't even make a grand final. Lots and lots and lots of things have to go right. Could they do it? Yes. Are they likely to do it? Once again, that's that's hard to predict. What do you think, Crows fans? Let us know on the text line, 0427 154 166. You can also call us too, 1300 736 The most important thing is you're shooting for the stars. And, you know, that's what you've got to do. If you're not aiming to win premierships in the next five years, you're in the wrong caper. One of those players who's aiming to be part of the Adelaide Crows' next premiership is Will Hamill, and we're going to speak to him next. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's 20 minutes past seven, we are here. Thanks to MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. We have Will Hamill on the line. We'll get to him in a second, Mark Bickley. Yeah, we had a text uh, just inquiring about what Port Adelaide's strategic vision was. They released theirs in February 2021. So that was two years ago. Uh, firstly, they didn't put a time frame on theirs. Adelaide had a five-year time frame. So most strategic visions are between five and seven years as a rule. So Adelaide, uh, Port Adelaide's vision was win three premierships. So that's between their AFL, their Sample, and their AFLW teams. Uh, but most people see that as, as the AFL men's team. Uh, they wanted to have 100,000 members. They wanted to have a community heart. Uh, then they talk about commercial growth, and they want to be debt-free. I think they're – and the redevelopment of Adelaide Oval – uh, sorry, Alberton, I should say. So they're moving towards all of those. The big stickler is going to be the three premierships. And if, we, if we're saying it's a seven-year plan and it's two years in, they've got to win three of the next five, which is going to be a big stretch. So I think their, their vision was a bit bolder than Adelaide's, three in seven years. They're not quite going to get there. But um, in the end, you don't know unless you set it. So thank you for that text. The text line 0427 154 166. Bix, both of our teams are still over in Western Australia getting ready to take on the West Coast Eagles and Frio respectively. Let's turn our attention to the Adelaide Crews who had a really good hit out against the Dockers and they prepare to take on the Eagles, one of their young guns and a really talented piano player if Brody Smith's Instagram story oh, is really? anything to go by. Good morning to you, Will Hamill. Can you talk about your piano playing to start off with that has now gone viral on social media thanks to Brody Smith? Hi, hey, fellas. How's it going? I'm not sure that's too much talent. Um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it's, it, it took about, oh, I reckon, a minute to learn. And nah, so not, can you not, confirm not it? It sounded fun. like you were playing a Kanye West song, Runaway. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. About the first 15 seconds of it, but I, I couldn't go further than that, I reckon. Uh, okay, well, let's straighten up a little bit and talk about the game against Frio, first of all. Uh, the first 11 minutes was a little bit shaky, but after that, it was uh, a pretty good performance. What were the takeouts from the uh, the players and coaching staff? Yeah, as you said, the first kind of, yeah, 10, 10 minutes was, uh, wasn't the way we wanted to play, but I think um, we took a positive from that because we um, turned it around halfway to the quarter, mm. so... Uh, we we like to take a positive out of that, and then the way after after that we just um, went about it the way we wanted to play, and um, yeah, and then yeah, so it was a, it was a real real good hit out in the end. So yeah, we're real happy the way we went about it. We only know what it's like externally when we talk about the new skipper in Jordan Dawson. He's got a victory under his belt in the preseason now, but what's he like around the club? What can you tell the Crow supporters the impact that he had last year, and now officially being. Um, the captain, what's that doing for the group around him? 
Uh, I, I think he, he's great. It's relate, he's a real relationship man. So he came in straight away, really embraced the club, embraced our values, and embraced all the players, which is great. And then the way he went about, he goes about it game day as well. He leads from example. Um, he's just kind of a, a top shelf leader, really. Been happy with your preseason and and how this is unfolding so far this year. Yeah, I've been relatively happy with my um, preseason. We've been running the helmet this year, so trying to adjust to that. That's um, gets a bit hot sometimes, but yeah, it's, it's been a good preseason. Stayed healthy for it, which is all you can really ask for. That was going to be my next question about the uh, protective headwear. Tell us about the thought process that that uh, you went through to decide whether you should wear it. Uh, is there, in terms of the benefits, there's, I guess the the uh, the theories are, are split whether it, it actually helps or not. What was some of the research that you did that made you decide to to put one on? Yeah, the um yeah, the research isn't well. It's not all there saying it's it's definitely beneficial or not, but it's more just to say if it if it helps that you know one mm. one two percent just that little bit, then I mean there's no real harm in wearing it. And I think it uh, helps my um, my nana. She uh, she feels a bit safer. <laughs> Uh, if I wear it on the field, I reckon. Well, I tell you what, I, I know from the weekend, for example, every time you, you go really hard at the footy and you do that often, uh, there was one moment where it was on the on the wing where you might have even collided, might have been with Rory Sloan or someone like that, and you you just went down for a second, and everyone's heart is in their mouth. I'm not sure you understand how uh, we're all willing you to have a good run with injuries, but do you get that sense, or do you worry about copping another big knock? No, nah, no, nah, not really. I feel if I am. I think about like if I think about you know I'm going to get a concussion, then it's I'm not going to play the way I want to play. I just mm. want to hit hit the ball as hard as I can all the time. And um, yeah, I, I don't really think about that in game because if you do, then it's just you're not going to be at the level. The AFL is too quick for that. Will, we appreciate your time, especially being over in WA. We know that we've got you out of bed to have this conversation. So um, enjoy Rottnest Island. Make sure you take a heap of photos holding. Are you allowed to touch the quackers? No, you know that. So. Why aren't you allowed to hold the quackers? Because <laughs> they're protected. They're, they're okay, wild Will, animals. Don't hold the quacker. Whatever you do, just stay away from the quackers. Just don't let any of your dodgy teammates like Brody Smith near them. So, um, look. Thank you for your time. Good luck against another quality opposition this weekend. We know that um, pre-season suggests a couple of things, but it's great to get a bit of continuity heading into round one. So all the best, and thanks for your time on SENSA. Cheers, fellas. Appreciate it. There you go. Will Hamill is, um, I think, going to lock down one of those small defender roles. It's probably him and Parnell and and maybe uh, Mitch Hinge as well. So I think it ends up being Hamill and Hinge. I think they've got a bit of dash. Uh, which Adelaide are looking for across halfback. He's also got now experience when you were talking about the the head knocks because that's in the news at the moment. There's mm. everybody speaking about it, especially with the women and potential class actions. And um, there's there's proof in front of him from Paul Seedsman to see this is what happens if you get too many knocks on the head. Yeah. We saw with Brad Ebert with Port Adelaide. Um, there's form. So for him to take that, um, probably the smart decision and to go, I'm going to do all that mm. I can to protect my head. It's the right thing to do, especially for his nana, who he said. Yeah, well, once again, the, 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 uh, it's not conclusive whether they actually help. Mm. A lot of people think concussion is actually the brain colliding with the inside of the skull. It's got not so much to do with what happens from the hit. The hit actually bumps the brain. And, and as the if you're running flat out, for example, and you come into someone running flat out the other way, when you stop, the, mm. the, you know the brain keeps moving and bounces around inside the skull. So, this, but like Will said, if it provides one percent, uh, if it you know nullifies a knock which you might get from a knee or a, 
um, or someone's hip, that and if it helps even marginally, then it's worth wearing. And if it helps your confidence as well and, and the people around you. But seriously, when I was watching on the weekend, he went for the ball, he, he got hit and went to the ground and, and instantly you think, oh, please, don't let this be another concussion because we are, oh, without being alarmist, when you've had you know, probably five or six like Will has, it, the, 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 some of the research suggests that the more that you have, the, you know, the less of the knock you need mm. to become concussed. So you get into this sort of area where you can get concussed really easily and then that means you're closer to the end of your career than what you are at the start. So I just feel like he needs to have a, an extended... Same as Paddy McCartan whenever he went near the ball. Well, exactly right. He needs an extended run where he just has some luck where he's not hit in the head. Hopefully, you know, that time between concussions gives his brain, you know, once again, it's it's an inexact science, but you're hoping a, a chance to fully recover and become a bit more robust, which is what we all want for him to be able to play a, a long and fruitful career. Will Hamill was our guest from the Adelaide Crows on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's- 27 minutes to 8, 24 degrees today. Big day for both of our teams here in South Australia preparing to get through their final practice matches against West Coast Eagles and Frio. Mark Bickley, over the next couple of minutes, you're going to introduce us to a brand new segment that you've been pumping up all week. Give us a little bit of a teaser before we go to the news and come back with it. Well, it's called Bickley's Believe It or Not. Now, a lot of people my age would would remember Ripley's Believe It or Not, where yep. they had these seemingly impossible stories that they ask you uh, whether they were true or not. Well, anyway, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you... Three remarkable stories, and mm-hmm. I want you to be able to tell me which one is correct. Now, they're going to have a sporting flavor, of course. Mm-hmm. And this morning, we're going to kick it off with American sports. I know that's a passion of yours. So that's what we're, we're looking forward kicking to off Bickley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> we also have two more songs to play for you that will define 2023 for your team. You can get involved on the show. Send us a text 0427 154 your local tyre power. Save on selected Falcon passenger tyres by three, get one free at tyre power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's- 22 minutes to eight. Stick around till the end of the show because Jace, our producer, he's the guy you speak to when you call into the show. He, um, he steps in and plays all our mistakes from the weekend. There's... There's a lot of them, to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) I'm going to play for you the mistake that I had when I was commentating the Port Trial match, too. I've got that audio, so I'll I'll play that before the end of the show. That's all thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre, the best in SA, Brighton Road. We've got a couple of text bits. Yeah, one in particular I want to talk to. uh, This one's from Steve. It says, Mark, the Chasing Greatness plan that Port Adelaide released was three flags in five years, not seven. They need to win the next three premierships to not face ridicule, ridicule and humiliation. Well, I've got the the Chasing Greatness document in front of me, on uh, which is from the Port Adelaide website, and it actually doesn't have a time frame. The reason I said seven is most strategic plans are between five and seven years, so I gave them the benefit of the doubt. But maybe on the night or when they released it, they said the next five years, which means they have to win three of the next three. But it also does, as a little caveat, under the winning premierships, it does say AFL, Sandful, AFLW. So potentially... In one year, Port Adelaide could win the AFL Premiership, mm. the Sandful Premiership, and the AFLW Premiership, and there would 
that could happen in one year. And then that's three premierships in that period. So it doesn't actually stipulate they all have to be AFL men's premierships. So there you go. Uh, so there's a few uh, uh, caveats in that one there. And the Eagles take it to the limit or the long run. That's for the West Coast Eagles. We've been talking about songs all week, which could sum up your uh, team season. Well, in let's play two more of them, actually, because we have St Kilda and Sydney before we get into the world's greatest radio segment, Bickley's Believe It or Not, which is going to be debuted for the very first time today. I mean, that's that's also that tautology, isn't it? Debuted for the first time. It that's is. A, see, I'm learning. <laughs> see, this is you're an educator ATM as well. ATM machine. Okay. <laughs> um, so my choice for St Kilda was this. And you could have it all. Dark. Very dark. Johnny Cash with Hurt. You have a look at their medical room over at St Kilda Land. Zach Jones, Achilles, short term. Tim Membry, knee. Jack Hayes, foot. Max King, shoulder. Dougal Howard was playing in the forward line, which is not always probably the best choice to do that. So um, they're in a, a lot of trouble. They are hurting. Ross Lyon goes in trying to implement a game plan with... Hardly any players to choose. <laughs> well, it's going to be hard to judge, isn't it? But one thing about Ross, he's uh, he's a competitor and uh, he will he will make an impact on the players. He'll be able to certainly get the game plan that he wants. It may take some time, but there will be some structure about what he does. So I like Ross Lyon. I don't know if the, uh, his media performance over the past couple of years is anything to go by, but maybe time away from the game has allowed him to have a bit of reflection on mm. how he carried himself, how he can improve to observe the match from um, an impartial spectator. I also think that... Um, uh, the most interesting thing for me is, will Ross Lyon evolve? Now, that's mm. been the big thing that he's very set in his way at St. Kilda, which was defence first, then the Frio, same sort of thing. And it had a modicum of success in terms of getting to grand final, top four finishes. But it really did uh, fall apart late for Freeman. I think his last three or four years were, were in the outside of the eight at Frio. So can he reinvent himself, which is what they're trying to do at the Saints. So I had the uh, the job of picking a song for Sydney. Um I found this a little bit difficult, but what I tried to do was was sort of meld uh, a song that summed up Sydney's season with one of my favourite bands. So I end up with a bit of Daft Punk. One more time, we're gonna celebrate, oh yeah. One more time. Now, I can imagine you... Dancing to this at a couple of nightclubs, <laughs> oh, yeah. Saturday night. 30 years ago. Um, <laughs> the, the One More Time has a number of themes. Sydney just keep coming up. They just keep uh, playing in finals each and every year. They've got a young side, so I think they can go back to the world. I think they can be good. Another part of it is they've got some ageing superstars. Buddy Franklin is one. Uh, there's a real question mark, I think. Uh, towards the end of last year, his effectiveness was starting to wane. Uh, so is this the last time we'll see Buddy Franklin one more time, one more season? And there's also a couple of other older guys. You saw Reed in the four line who's had a, an injury sort of interrupted career, but mm. he was injury interrupted last year. Dane Ramp. He was limping in the grand final. Dane Ramp yeah. is getting towards the end. So can they have one last tilt at it? Uh, and I think they'll be around the mark, Sydney. Okay, now what we want you to do at 7.43 on Thursday, the 2nd of March, just remember this, Adelaide, or if you're listening around Australia, on the app or around the world, we are live in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. At 7.43 in 2023, this was the time you heard radio's 
greatest segments. The strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. These are the kinds of subjects a man named Robert L. Ripley challenged us to believe it or not. Well, there's the first blow, isn't it? It was meant to say Mark A. Bickley, not Robert L. Ripley. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll go back to the drawing board on that one. So this is how it's going to work, Jared, and all our uh, listeners. I've got three stories that seem rather strange, and I want you to be able to pick out the one that is actually true, okay? Okay. And the theme today is American sport, and I know you're a huge fan of it. So we're going to kick off with this one, the most prolific batter in Major League Baseball history is Pete Rose, but he is not in the MLB Hall of Fame and never will be. Three World Series championships, 17 appearances in the annual All-Star Game, and after his retirement he was he managed the Cincinnati Reds, but he was banned for 30 days after making physical contact with an umpire. Not that, good. That was the start of it. It all started unfolding. Uh, and then during that ban, a story broke which accused him of taking uh, performance-enhancing drugs for his entire career. An investigation took place, and he was banned for life after it was uh, found out that he lied to the commissioner of baseball during the investigation. Naughty boy. Okay, so that's the first story. The second one is LeBron James, who suffers from male pattern baldness. He was, oh. he was unable to use the anti-hair loss medication uh, finasteride during his 20s, as it used to be banned from the, the WADA... Uh, World Anti-Doping Agency as a potential masking agent for some performance-enhancing steroids. So previously, he'd been caught out wearing fake hair fibres, which would wash off during games. Uh, So to arrest this issue legally, James is alleged to have had hair grafts. Top hair surgeons estimate that LeBron James has had close to 2,000 to 2,500 grafts transplanted into his hairline, Mm. with each graft producing one to four hairs. So that's the second story. Mm. And the third story is Tom Brady, who is said to be one of the more superstitious athletes of all time. And he had a unique pregame routine that had to be followed to the letter before he took the field. He wore the same pair of socks during his entire career with New England, and they were always the final part of his uniform he would put on before taking the field. Brady told People magazine that he also never wore his helmet indoors, and he was always uh, the first player to step on the field and the last player to step off the field for whatever team he represented. So there you go. Is it Pete Rose? Is it LeBron James? Or is it Tom Brady? Okay, so let me work through these with you. I'm going to start off with Tom Brady and why I... Don't believe Tom Brady. So just remind me, one of these is correct, right? Yeah, one out of the three is correct. Okay, so I don't believe the Tom Brady one because I I think he's a perfectionist and wouldn't like the smell of the socks. So the same pair. The other thing is he refuses to wear his helmet inside. Mm. That's a no-brainer. You sometimes see at the supermarket people wearing their bike helmets inside. (laughs) Take it off, mate. You're off the bike. (laughs) Take the cleats off. Take the helmet off. So that's why that uh, that doesn't okay, make well, sense. Well, I'm prepared to say you're on the money. All right, thank so you. In fact, Tom Brady is said to have no superstitions at all, uh, which is uncommon for NFL quarterbacks. So now it's down to two. Okay. Which one are you going So with? it's out of the baseball's it, yep. bad boy, Pete, Pete Rose. Rose. Yes. Um, or LeBron James. With his male pattern baldness. No, I get it, mate. I've got no hair, okay? The ball jokes are just getting more and more thick, unlike my hair. Um so LeBron James's hair is something which has troubled me over his career mm. because I have noticed that he is losing his hair. He used to wear two headbands to cover up the front of his head. Mm. 
I've also noticed he has a little scar on the back of his head where potentially, because mm-hmm. I've researched if yeah. I was going to get fake hair, mm. where they could have done <laughs> the... Uh, it's not funny, mate. It's a real problem. I'm re- sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm when sorry. you said you researched how to get fake hair. I have. There's also a player in the NBA by the name of Carlos Boozer who used Texter <laughs> on his forehead, which I'll show you a photo when we go to the break. Anyway, mm. so it's out of LeBron James, who I know experiences male pattern baldness, yeah. and Pete Rose baseball's bad boy. I feel that Pete Rose is a more believable story, Mm. but I also think it's too obvious. Then I think LeBron James is obvious because he's my guy. Jared, land the plane. Which way are you going to, where are you going to land on? I'm going with LeBron James hair. Correct. Yay. Well, the Pete Rose one was, uh, he was uh, a a Major League Baseball bad boy, but he was banned for life for betting on matches which he was participating in either as a player or a manager. So not so much the performance enhancing drugs, but I just thought we should kick it off with one, um, your superstar. We we had that and and I got the idea after you put your 30 jerseys of LeBron James. And you saw my bald head yesterday. Well, no, I thought maybe you might start wearing maybe two or three headbands (sighs) just to cover the front up. It's amazing to see the journey of LeBron James's hair because something is going on there and he must be investing a lot of money in... Uh, just let it go, bro. Yeah. It's fine. All right, how did we go? For, uh, Bickley's Believe It or Not. I thought it was outstanding. Oh, okay. I think it's great that you present happy, these happy things. Happy to receive some feedback. Uh, we worked for it. Well, Callum already sent us a text on uh, 0427154166 asking for a friend any idea of where I can get the hair graft done, <laughs> which please definitely let me know. Tyson Goldsack from the Port Adelaide Football Club, not too far away. And, of course, if you are the caller or texter of the day, you win that cricket stump Etsky. Thanks to Nippies. at Essie NSA. Independently owned tyre power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide. Hills coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's couple of minutes to eight o'clock. It's been a fun show already. Uh, Tyson Goldsack from Port Adelaide joining us in a couple of minutes' time. Now, Bix, we just had uh, Bickley's Believe It or Not, mm. and I played the wrong introduction, so I think it's important we play the right one right the now. Strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. These are the kinds of subjects a man named Mark A. Bickley challenged us to <laughs> believe it. Or not. You happy with that one? Oh, I think we go back to the other one. I prefer uh, Ripley, to be quite honest. Uh, we've got a text coming in that we want to read out. Then I wanted to play for you the mistake that I found that will build up our mistakes mm. at the end of the show that I did um, in the, the live stream. So Brett sent us in a text. He did. Uh, this one says, uh, don't you have too much male hormones? Too many, perhaps it should be. If you experience baldness and guys with hair... Have too much of the female hormone, which is estrogen generally, I think. So more testosterone, they say, causes baldness. I'm I- certainly not an alpha male. Like I'm I'm an emotional guy, so I would mm. I would dispel that theory. Okay. Maybe it's uh, just hereditary. Yeah. Well apparently the male pattern baldness comes from your mother's side. Yeah. So my mum has hair, but um her um, <laughs> <laughs> your mother's father, they say. Yes, yeah. But, he but had so really how does that work? So my my brother yeah. he was going bald very early on in his life, in his twenties, and end up going the same way as you, shaving it to uh to sort of beat the rush. Yet I've got a solid head of hair. You've got a beautiful head of hair. And yeah. I've just got that little sort of patch at the back, which is getting a little bit bigger, a bit like fry tuck. That's where I'm sort of headed. Mm. But you also get to a part of your life where I think, you know what? I'm married with two kids. No, I don't no, have to no. try anymore. Like, that's it. I'm done. 
That's assuming we tried at the start. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sending the text in. More team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Rangers. So this was brought to my attention by a good friend of mine, Matt Burgess, during the week, who said, mate, I loved listening to your um, commentary, mm-hmm. which I, I, I felt he was being extremely kind because I thought for one quarter I was half decent at the uh, the Port internal trial a couple of Fridays ago at Alberton. He said, oh, are you a big Wiggles fan, though? Because you started talking about the song Fruit Cellar. I said, what did you mean? This is uh, my voice on mm. the commentary. On the right fruit. Instead of on the right foot or on the right boot, I said, on the right fruit. <laughs> on the right fruit. I just can't work out how I said that. Mm. Yeah. Well, like I said, he might have been doing a banana kick or <laughs> if it was a perfect pass, it might have been a peach of a kick. See, that's good. Yeah, so uh, I couldn't think. And, and he was playing. The pair were playing. So I've been able to give you three fruits. That, You've uh, backed me in. Yeah. You put the cherry on top. <laughs> So to speak. <laughs> On the right fruit. Uh, let's go into our Twitter poll. We had a, a couple of questions today with results. Um, the first question is part of our brainstorm bix. Ben Simmons' NBA career so far has been. The options were disappointing or unfairly criticised. Why are we getting those results up? Uh, mm. you're, you're, yourself, you're not a, a strong NBA follower. So when people say the, the name Ben Simmons to you, what comes to mind? What do you think? Oh, I think he's been his career has been disappointing so far in terms of when he went over there, he was going to be the next big thing. Um, but he hasn't quite captured that. And and once again, I'm sort of very much on the outside and and I don't delve into it too much, but he hasn't really endeared himself to the public, mm. has he? And, and you talk about all the time, uh, playing for the Boomers is one thing that we love. As Aussies, we get behind our national teams, and when someone elects not to do it, then I think we all sort of just wonder why, because we all dream about representing our country, and when someone has the opportunity and, and decides not to, I think that sort of rubs us up the wrong way. So there's that. There's some other things that have gone on where he hasn't really gelled with the teams that he's been at. So it just sort of makes you wonder, is he is part of the reason he hasn't got there something that he can fix? You know, the, the physical attributes seem to be there. Mm. It's just the application that, that is missing. Having said that, you know, we had some texts about he's had a bad back injury. I have no knowledge of, of that. So injury can sometimes cruel you and that can hurt, you know, the mentality you take into your training and the way you play. So that's the only caveat I'd have. But I think he's been disappointing. You also think he's got the most proud Australian basketballer in Paddy Mills playing on the same team as him. So yep. um, he's a good person to be around Paddy Mills. So out of the out of the poll, which which one would have you gone with? Would have you said uh, disappointing? Or unfairly criticised or fairly criticised? I think Ben's been disappointing Mm. and on and off the court. I think he has. And I've I've listened to a lot of um, podcasts that he's done just to get his opinion. I think it's really important to get both sides of a story to understand where where he's coming from. Um, But I, I really feel that he is one of those players that has so much potential and so much upside and there's a, a bit of noise off the court. Well, you have former teammates now who are prepared to publicly say mm. he was disrupting team culture. So if they're prepared to say that, then, um, yeah, I, I think there's a World Cup coming up. If if he's fit and he has the opportunity to play for Australia, that's going to mend a lot of damage relationships. Yep. Uh, and the, the poll uh, absolutely agree with everything you said. Disappointing, 80.8%. Unfairly criticised, 19.2%. So... Four to one there think that uh, he's been disappointing. Let me say one thing really quickly about this. Um, He's part of an organization called Helping Hoops over in Victoria, which helps a lot of underprivileged kids when it comes to basketball. Mm. The amount of money that he does put in 
Um, I'm talking millions of dollars and they are under strict rules from the family to not talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, There is so much that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. Career-wise, disappointing. Off the court, the things that we don't see, how Mm -hmm. he's helping the community. Absolutely exceptional. Star. Okay. Nice uh, little um, addition there. Uh, the other topic on the Brecky brainstorm, Brisbane Lions announced co-captains Lockie Neal and Harris Andrew. Ask the question, are you a fan of co-captains or do you prefer the one skipper only? Well, not surprisingly, the one skipper only uh, came up at 85%. The multi-skippers, they're going at 15%. So... Same sort of uh, landslide victory there. The single skipper most people can uh, relate to and, and prefer. And who holds up the Premiership Cup with the multi-captain? So Brisbane win the flag this year. Chris Fagan's standing there and you've got the two captains holding up the mm. cup or they do they decide which one tossed the coin on grand final day? Well, St Kilda in 97 had co-captains. They had Nathan Burke and Stewie Lowe. So the two of those guys bowled over to me to uh, at the coin toss. Yeah, but they didn't win, mate. Who held up that Premiership Cup at the yeah, end? Well, what was his name? Well, that's why I brought it up. So we so talk you could, about we it. could remind exactly, everyone yeah, that okay. you are the premiership captain. <laughs> All right, move on. <laughs> well, let's go to some more news and we'll come back with Tyson Goldsack from The Power. Our best buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned tyre power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Three minutes past eight. It's been a, a big show. Everything is on the podcast. We caught up with Will Hamill from the Crows earlier. We'll speak to Tyson Goldsack really soon too. We are here thanks to Tire Power. Selected Falcon tyres at 25% off. Just think about it, Bix. In a couple of weeks, we'll be speaking about Thursday night footy. The, the 2023 Amazing. season is so close. While we are waiting to get Tyson Goldsack on, uh, let's talk about who needs to do this. Who your socks up? I don't cry no more. We are asking the question, who needs to pull your socks up? All day socks by Underworks pass every comfort test. Who are you thinking, Mark Bickley? Um, I'm going to cast my attention over to the third test in India where the Aussies... uh, Kicked off by bowling, mm-hmm. and um, and the first ball of the the test match, there was a nick to the keeper. Big appeal, umpires given not out. Okay, replay show he nicked it. All right, it was out. <laughs> Two balls further on in the innings, third ball of the innings, LB Plum, big appeal, umpire not out. Okay, so I've got to double pull your socks up. First one is to the umpires over there in India. Pull your socks up. Get yourself sharp. Start of the test. There's the two decisions or two non-decisions in the first three balls. But the second pull your socks up is for the Aussies. How about getting your referrals right? You refer both them. They're two for none. So that's what I've got. To, I've gone with a double. One on the left, one on the right. Pull them both up. Get yourself organised. I'm going to stay indoor mm-hmm. uh, and talk about Matt Kuhneman's dad. He needs to pull his socks oh, up, all yes. right? Yes. Um, I know that timing is challenging, passports, visas, but your son is playing another test match for Australia. This Mm. is his second opportunity. Gets career best 5 of 16 in first-class cricket, Mm. and his father is only there for the fifth wicket. Yeah, he was in a taxi probably in in the traffic. Yes. So I think... um, well, maybe then the Indian public transport system needs to pull their socks up, all right, to get Matt Kuhneman's dad to indoor a bit quicker. All day socks by Underworks. Pass every comfort test. It's a big weekend for the Port Adelaide Football Club, still in Western Australia, but also travelling around regional South Australia to tell us more. Tyson Goldsack joins us. Morning, Tyson. How's your morning going? 
Morning's going okay, guys. I've just got out of bed, got a coffee, so it's a great start. Ah, oh, happy days. Hey, um, we'll talk about what's going on <clears throat> on in Perth uh, shortly, but tell us about your uh, community camp. You headed up to Wyala, which is a, a, a great country town, great footy heritage. What are you going to be doing up there? Yeah, so we, we haven't taken off yet. We've got a, a training session this morning. Oh, okay. Um, that's out at, uh, at West Adelaide's home ground, High Sense Arena or High Sense Oval. So we'll be out there this morning and then the, the boys will jump on a plane and, and get to Wyla today uh, where there's a, an event tonight. They'll watch the game and do all that and then get out to a couple of schools tomorrow and share the love, which we love. I take it the fact that, that your uh, your number one side is playing this evening, you've probably got a, a number of the younger players to uh, to take up to the Iron Triangle? Yeah, yeah. So there's about 11 guys that uh, flew back Tuesday night um, so they can get prepped for a training run today and, and the wilder trip. Uh, so it's a, a good opportunity that the ones can play um, and the guys that aren't part of that selection can, can get out to the community. Okay, let's talk about tonight's game because I, I guess last week and even the week before, it's been a little bit scrappy for you. You'd be hoping to tidy things up just a little bit in this last game before you we get to round one? Yeah, I think the, the first thought was that the, the game wasn't great for us, um, which is in some parts true, but yeah, we, we had a lot of turnovers in our front half, uh, which we which we enjoy as a club. Uh, we think that's the way we play our best footy, but we just couldn't convert going inside 50. So it was more of our ball use once we got our hands in it. We weren't as clean as what we had shown we could be over the preseason. So um, it's not as if this has been a, a continued trend over the summer and we can't fix it. Um, it's just the, the fact that it didn't go together um, in our first trial match. Uh, so that's probably a... Yeah, there'll be a spotlight on that part of the game and, and hopefully we know we've got the the firepower up front. We just need to use the ball and, and get it to them and let them do the rest. It's interesting because speaking to a couple of the people that have watched a lot of training at Port, you have worked on that area of your game and it's probably been something over the last couple of years that's been, uh, you know, a work on for you. So that, I guess that's the disappointing part, but you get another opportunity to do it right tonight. And if you've been training it well, you'd love to see it carry over into games. Yeah, exactly. We, we know we've got guys that can, you know, really use the footy so... You, know, you think about your, your Dan Houston's and your Riley Bonners, Kane Farrell's um, off half back. They're, they're really good users of the footy. So the idea being, let's speed up our ball movement um, and give our forwards better chances in in open spaces. So you know whether that's you know guys where they can get use their leg speed, or we know Todd Marshall's a really good one on one player. Dicko's done it for for many years, but we almost fell into a into a place where we just kick it to a long contest all the time. Mm. And hope to get some, you know, some action off that. So this year, if we can move the ball the way we want it, um, yeah, we should be able to you know, attack some space and, and get some some good looks at, at goal. Because it's not like our conversion's been really bad. It's just we haven't been getting really good, easy looks on goal. So we'll try and improve that. Tyson Dante Vicentini misses out, but I'm sure you've been really impressed with his progression. Spending a bit of time with him in the Magpies last year too, and it proves, a, I guess, a more competitive training track between him, Bryn Teekle and Scott Lysett as they, they look for positions for round one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, the, probably the, the benefit for, for Viz um, or Dante is that he's play, had to play a lot of forward time because um, we've got Sam Hayes as a ruck and we've got Bryn Teekle come in and play ruck, so Viz has almost been ushered forward a little bit more, um, so he's been able to work on that part of his game, which Knowing you know Scott Lyson's a really good ruckman, that Viz can play, not second fiddle to him, but we know he can trust him as a forward and provide a contest there, and, and he actually gives us a lot of stuff on the ground. So, um, good chance for, for Viz to get a, 
a first look at, at top level, um, and he'll learn from that and you know, push on from there, hopefully. Now, we need to put you up on that. So you've just stopped and you said Dante. Are we, are we, are we calling him Dante or Dante, or does he like Dante? Can you talk us through this? Yeah, so it's it's not Dante uh, like the like you would think it would be. It's, it's more of a Dante is the how you say to Dante. Say. So it's a yeah, it's a, a little little tongue twist a bit. So we just we just call him D or Viz, which mm. makes things a lot easier. <laughs> I can I can envisage a time, Tyson, where you're going to have Dante. And Lazio, you're going for the uh, Italian team of the century in the front half, Port Adelaide. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we spread our wings far and wide to get who we need. <laughs> uh, Jake Pacini's another one. Hey, um, just Ken Hinckley, uh, I think it was a week or two ago, spoke about the list and he said it's as good a list as he's had under himself. There's a There's a fair bit of... Uh, optimism uh, around the club at the moment in terms of the preseason uh, has gone much better than last year when you had a lot of off-season injuries. Uh, you're looking to most people's mindset is potentially a bit better than what it was at the same time last year. So um, you're looking forward, obviously, to uh, getting away to a good start, even though your draw is pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the draw is tough, but the the teams that you need to beat to to play finals. So whether you play them round one or you play them round twelve, it, mm. it's all the same. Um, it's just you don't want to start the way we started last year, which we're all very aware of. Um, the list itself, we have, I think we have greater depth. I hope we have greater depth. Um, so it's the the injuries that we may occur early on the season. We should be able to cover those with some quality players, um, rather than kind of dipping too deep into your list mm. and and having a kind of you know blood young players. We might have some players ready to go, um, which should be. Yeah, pretty reassuring. So if you if you are struck down with a couple of injuries, that you can cover that, you know, in specific positions as well. So that's um, that's the thought process there. We have the the talent, um, and we've seen that the the young blokes, the older blokes, is a really nice nice mix. Really good to see a couple of the young Maggie's boys get an opportunity in the internal trial too, Tyson. So I'm sure you're looking forward to the Sandful season where um, Port Adelaide want to do a little bit better than 2022 and build up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was great. We only, I think we played six or seven blokes in the internal, um, which is, I mean, it's a great reward for them. They're kind of out there slogging it out, you know, most nights of the week at Alberton and, and trying to fill these spots where, you know, in, in every case, there could only be three or four positions available, you know, for round one if we have a healthy AFL list. So um, the work's been done by them and, and they're just trying to, you know, do the best they can. And, and at the moment, they're going really well. So they've, Pretty nicely, there might be six or seven new to, to Port Adelaide plays this year. Um, so they've yeah, they're fitting nicely. Hey Tyson, you mentioned you were having a coffee. What about Dan Houston? Did he uh, shout Travis Boker coffee after just sitting that ball on top of his head and having oh. having uh, McGovern just cannon into the back of him? <laughs> it wasn't a great moment, was it? No, just, <laughs> yeah, I just I just highlighted Dan as being one of our best ball Yeah, years, I was just um, I chuckled which, at that. Which he is, but yeah. Yeah, this one he's just set up a little bit, and yeah, and Trav's, Trav's got all of the knee from McGovern, which um, yeah, you don't don't love to see in a preseason game. But if the ball's there to be won, then he's well within his rights. But mm. yeah, Trav was it was really sore after the game. Um, spent some time in hospital uh, just to get scans and checks, but um, put up okay. Um, he's still a little bit ginger, but I think he's going around. I'm like I said, I'm back, I'm back here in Adelaide, so I haven't been privy to the inside information, but. He um, he's a guy that just wants to play. Trav, he's mm. you know, played about a thousand games of AFL and still wants to play these you know, trial matches or these preseason games. So 
it's a credit to him. And you know, if there's anyone that could get up um, through professionalism, it's, it's probably Trav, isn't it? Enjoy your time away and uh, good luck this season in the Sandful, but of course for the boys in the AFL competition as well, Tyson Goldsack. And thanks for joining us on SENSA. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. Now, Bix, we are going to be back with our mistakes because we've made a lot of them mm. this week. We make a lot of them all the time. Yeah, can I just make one point about what Tyson said and also what's going on at Adelaide? Port Adelaide's got a very healthy list at the moment, and he's saying maybe three top-up players. Adelaide, I know, had 42 players on the track, so they could potentially have a team that's full of AFL-listed players. That is going to be really interesting if that happens, what happens at Sanford level, mm. because if both teams only have one or two top-up players, they will be in the top two or three on the ladder, and the ramifications there, what that looks like, what that means to the Sandful, the Sandful fans, I'm sure it makes their blood pressure rise yep. when they, they see that. So <laughs> yes. that might be another interesting uh, watch on, uh, I guess, at Sandful level. And, and hopefully, if that is the case, we see some of the... Uh, the other teams rise to the occasion and, and really challenge those AFL teams. Quarter past eight. We are here in SENSA Studio Lumo. Our bloopers next. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's 20 minutes past eight on this Thursday morning. Our yes moment, thanks to Optus Sport. Great business starts with yes. Is all about our podcast. If you miss any of the show today, have a listen to it. Uh, you just missed Tyson Goldsack. We also spoke to Will Hamill from the Crows and uh, also the greatest radio segment of all time, apparently, Bickley's Believe It or Not. But this is also a really good one. Let's get into the awards with Jace, our producer. Thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. It is great to do this for Con and Lena. I've lost the stinger already, so I'm flying. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's actually... Actually, no, well, there it is, but I won't worry about it because we're out of time already uh, before we get started. So, uh, look, controversial today. I'm going to get through this as quickly as I can. We need our guests to lift, I've decided. Uh, mm-hmm. We haven't got a vote for our, any of our guests this week. Controversial because I've given myself some votes oh, this dear. week. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to go with one vote. Uh, while she the cardboard criminal. I gave him a little bit of attitude back and said, oh. look, I'm just doing my bit for the environment. No problem. And I left it at that. I went to the gym and then I picked up my daughter from childcare. So this morning, I went back. Oh, no. Filled it right up. Quarter past four this morning. <laughs> I thought, I will show you Port Mall. Probably sh- Port Mall. So not only are you the cardboard criminal, but not the smartest one going around. No, I haven't been right? arrested yet, yeah. though. So get stuffed, oh, everyone. It's <laughs> like an on-air confession there. Uh, this one as well for uh, distracting big. So we do a video pre. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll see it. Uh, I love this little bit of work from you two through the week. We're going to talk to Daniel Drew, and that is great news because he hit the winning runs for the Redbacks, and they go into the Marsh Cup final uh, against WA, so we look forward to that. And also have a wrap-up of all the games across the weekend. Crows and Power will be all across, and of course Daniel Gablich will also be talking about what happened in Melbourne. I wouldn't have read that. Okay. Now that was Jared's... Uh, Josh Gablich is his name. ...slurping his tea, and it put me off. I think it's fair to say that's the case. Well, I had Daniel Drew and Josh Gablich, and I went... Why did it sound like you were doing it in a milk carton as well? (laughs) It was horrible. I thought we were in a coal mine. Hey, look... We're nearly, we're nearly out of time here, so we'll play a couple more of these through the podcast. But um, I get two votes because uh, I explained how the music selection process was working 
while telling the world that you were going to explain that later on. Mm -hmm. Plus, uh, I tried to dob us into ACMA, so that's not bad all in one (laughs) week. Uh, But look, reality is this is three votes and this is why. Um, I lost a feeling the other day. I probably had a week and a half ago. So you ring up and book in, and and I needed just to get it, you know, refilled in because it was one of those old amalgam yeah. ones that came it's a, out. It's a anyway, working breakfast <laughs> radio. We, we're getting up reasonably early. <laughs> yes. The the, um, the appointment was about three o'clock in the afternoon. I got in the chair, and within about five seconds after the needle went in, which was a little bit uh, painful, I fell asleep. <laughs> Now, how do you fall asleep at the dentist? I don't know. Well, I fell asleep uh, during that story. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I I, I can't imagine ever falling asleep while someone's fiddling around inside my mouth. So you get get three votes for that. And I'm out of the way, boys. Good stuff. Thank you so much again to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre for taking care of that. We'll wrap up the show next on SENSA. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go. Been a massive show. We are running out of time, so shout out to Mark in Grange, who is our caller of the week. You will get that nippies uh, cricket stump esky. And Bix, before we go, very quickly, we had two more clubs for their songs. So the West Coast Eagles... Going to go to rehab by Amy Winehouse. Shuey McGovern, yo, knickknack. Can they get out of the rehab room and onto the pitch? And mine was the Western Bulldogs, Jimmy Eat Well, the middle, because they'll probably finish 7th or 12th or who cares. Yeah, somewhere in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> um, everything you missed today or heard is also going to be on the podcast. And good luck to both of our SA teams who are competing over in WA. Yes, uh, power tonight, 6.40. Crows tomorrow night, 7.10. And the cricket is live. Our day two coverage of Australia versus India indoor. Kimball on the reach on it early too. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you on Tuesday.